Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth, who keeps the truth forever, who does not forsake the works of his hands. Amen. Grace be unto you, and peace from him which is, and which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits with I before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. Amen. Let's continue by singing Psalter 1, stanzas 1 and 5. 1 and 5 from Psalter 1. After the confession of faith, we will sing Psalter 137, the sixth stanza. After we have confessed with heart and mind our Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed and also the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 32, as follows. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he arose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, 
I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Question 86. Since then we are delivered from our misery, merely of grace through Christ, without any merit of ours, why must we still do good works? Answer, because Christ, having redeemed and delivered us by his blood, also renews us by his Holy Spirit after his own image, that so we may testify by the whole of our conduct or gratitude to God for his blessings and that he may be praised by us also that everyone may be assured in himself of his faith by the fruits thereof, and that by our godly conversation others may be gained to Christ. Question 87. Cannot they then be saved who continuing in their wicked and ungrateful lives are not converted to God? Answer. By no means... For the Holy Scripture declares that no unchaste person, idolater, adulterer, thief, covetous man, drunkard, slanderer, robber, or any such like shall inherit the kingdom of God thus far. Open the scriptures in the epistle of the Apostle Paul to the Galatians. Again, and now chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, and the word of God comes to us as follows. 
Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised, that he is a debtor to the whole law. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. For we uh, through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by law. Ye did run well, who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that called you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord, that ye will be none otherwise minded. But he that troubled you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. I would, I would they were even cut off which trouble you. For, brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedidions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, revealing, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law, 
And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. So far the reading of God's Word. <coughs> Let us seek the Lord's face in prayer. Let's pray. Again, for the second time on this Sabbath day, Thou granted us to come and approach Thee in prayer as a congregation to call upon thy name, to draw nigh to thee, to worship thee for who thou art and for what thou hast done like we have heard this morning. O Lord Jesus, thou hast given thyself to be a curse. O Father, thou hast given thy Son to be a curse. And thou, O Holy Spirit, art willing to send down to this world as a Holy Spirit in the midst of an unholy world filled with sin like we have heard out of the Scriptures, the works of the flesh, living in every single sinner and thou art on this world, and in this world, applying the work of the Lord Jesus Christ to glorify him in our hearts. O triune, triune God, may we glorify thy name for who thou art, that thou art willing to save sinners like we are. How great is thy faithfulness. How great is thy love for lost sinners. And therefore, Lord, our hope also in this afternoon service is only upon thee. O oh Lord Jesus, as we will see and hear also in this afternoon, thou art working the life of thy people and in the lives of thy people, the Christian life, the life of thankfulness, that life connected with thee as a fruit out of thee, that new life. Because when we are in, G in thee, O Lord Jesus, then we are a new creature, the life of the new creation. In the midst of such a dark world. O oh Lord, when we, when we look around us and when we see what's all going on in this world far away and close by, O oh Lord, we see the emptiness, we see the need, we see the sinfulness. And O oh God, we pray that we might know that new life 
No, that doesn't belong to this world. That doesn't belong to this to Satan. That doesn't belong to evil. That's that new life out of thee, O Lord Jesus. That life like we have heard about the fruit of the Spirit. That's joy. That's a life of peace. That's a life of joy. That's a life of long-suffering, gentleness, of goodness. A life of faith, O God. And grant us that life to live for each and every one of us. And, O Lord, if we may be still belong to the life of this world, without God and without hope, Oh, probably religious, yes, but still empty, without future, still in the power of sin and in the power of Satan, and under the curse of the law. Oh, grant us to see it, and grant us a prayer through thy Holy Spirit to get rid of it, to be freed. And open our eyes, Lord, also to see that thou hast done like we have heard this morning, how thou, O precious Lord Jesus, hast redeemed thy people. O thou hast ransomed them, paid the full price, the ransom. To buy and to set him free. Lord, help us also in this afternoon service in meditating about thy word and the instruction given in Scripture. Remember each and every one of us in our personal circumstances. Bless all our labors, bless our families, bless our marriages. We pray, Lord, remember thy church here in Canada and worldwide. Oh, in every place where thy word will be opened or has been opened already, strengthen thy servants and give them all a clear understanding of the scriptures. Oh, thou knowest, Lord, also thy servants, they need the guidance of thy Holy Spirit. And they need a study of the Scriptures to grasp the meaning of the Scriptures. Oh, how easily we are leaving that, that very small path of the Scriptures on the right side or on the left side, adding something to the finished work of Christ. O oh, Father, have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon thy church worldwide. We pray, extend thy kingdom. For the work of evangelism and mission, we pray for those who are often on 
lonely places, facing so many problems, discouragements, but strengthen them, Lord, and that their eyes might be upon Thee. Maybe pray again for Thy people, Israel. O Lord, the Jews, although we have to confess that the most of them have a life totally against the Scripture, And even the Orthodox Jews, Lord, they don't accept Thee, O Lord Jesus, as the Savior. And Thou knowest how they who are living in Israel are in a warfare and in a battle. And O Lord, Evil is present also there. And Lord, it's, it's an ongoing thing. We, can, we see it between Russia and Ukraine for so many, for such a long time already. Lives of young people died, are murdered, killed. Lord, we hear about an earthquake in Afghanistan. And, and all those messages, Lord, come to us each and every day again from all around the world. Our eyes are unto thee, O Lord Jesus. Come to bid, come, come, O Lord Jesus, come back. Oh, this world, it's such a difficult place. And we look upon on all these things, Lord, we can be so discouraged. But as, as thou hast revealed in Scripture, oh my when we have that when we might live night to day, that new life, oh then it will be it will also be difficult and maybe more and more. And it will, be in, it will increasing be difficult to be a Christian in this, in this Western world. But with Thee, O Lord, there is still hope and expectation. And then we know all these things are necessary. Although we can't understand it, but, but we still believe Thou art in control, and thou shalt not wait one single second to come back. Sinners need to be saved up till today. And so remember thy church, remember this world, and bless thy word. For Jesus' sake we pray. Amen. Let's continue by singing Psalter 203. And in between there will be the collections. We will sing Psalter 203, all stanzas.
Dear people, the Apostle Paul, he started chapter 5 of his epistle to the Galatians with the words, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Paul has spoken about the salvation of a sinner in the chapters before, how the ungodly are justified by faith and by faith alone. They are freed from the law like we have heard this morning because Jesus Christ became a curse. And for that reason, the law has been satisfied through Christ Jesus. And therefore, what's the result of that? That can that Paul says in, in chapter 5, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Christ went to the market to, to ransom the slaves. And now the Christian, the true Christian, is free. Free from the law. Free from the judgment of God. He has a new life. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, He who is in Christ, he is a new creature, children. That's, that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? We are all born in this world. And, and this world is filled with sin. And we are all part of that. And we see it in our lives. We see the brokenness in our lives, in our families, in our health. We see the brokenness in our country. We see the brokenness in this world. I mentioned already what's going on in, in Israel when you see all the images and it's so sad. The evil of man. The evil of man, and oh my dear congregation, this, 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 this is me, you know. That's our hearts. What we see in Israel, between the Jews and the Palestines, that's also in our hearts. And, and, and we see what, what, what's going on in Russia and in Ukraine. It's all part of our hearts. Sin, evil, pride. The result of the fall in paradise. And when you look on all these things, sometimes, I don't know how you experience all these things, but sometimes it can be so much for me. That I think, oh Lord, oh Lord, what a bad place this world is to live. What a bad place. What a sinful place. But that's not good. No, a Christian has not to be discouraged. No, Paul says, those who are in Christ, they belong, they don't belong anymore to this world. They belong to a new creature, to a new creation. They belong to the new heaven, to the new earth. And therefore, they are strangers in this world. No, 
We have to do all our labors. But we are on the way to heaven. Maybe I told it you once, that man. They said, yes. And when they were asking who he was, he said, it's my name. And, and I'm on the way to heaven. And in between, I'm repairing bicycles. That's the Christian. That's the Christian. He's on the way. On the way to heaven. But in between, we have to do all our labors, of course. And that's the Christian life. The Christian is free. Because he is freed by Christ. And maybe you're wondering, Pastor, why am I talking about this? Well, this is when we come in the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 32. We come in the third part of the Heidelberg Catechism. The part of thankfulness. We have spoken, we have seen in the second part, the part of redemption, the part of, of the, um, how Christ has redeemed the sinners, the part of deliverance. How the Heidelberg Catechism spoke about how we become a Christian. What it is, how we can become a Christian. Through the work of Christ. Through the work of a triune God. We have seen how, how it, what, what is a Christian? He who, he who has a true faith. Lord's Day 7. A true faith. Which, is, which unites the sinner with Christ. Please, congregation, do never forget that. There is no faith without the knowledge of Christ. There is no faith without the knowledge of Christ. And that faith, that believes, and our Heidelberg gives a summary in, in, in the Apostles' Creed, I believe in God the Father. In our creation, I believe in God the Son. In our redemption, and I believe in God the Holy Ghost and our sanctification. And so, after it has spoken about all the aspects of faith, what is faith, Lord's Day 7? What does faith believe until Lord's Day 23? And in 23, it's asking, what's the, what's the profit of all my faith? That I am righteous before God. That I am free. That I am saved. That I am on the way to heaven. That's the fruit. That's the profit of faith. And the question was, what's the what's, what's source? Of that faith, that's why the Holy Spirit worked through the scriptures, through the word, through the preaching of the word of God. How that faith has been strengthened through the sacraments. So, so the Heidelberg Catechism has spoken about faith. And now it comes to the third part, and that's called thankfulness. 
thankfulness. And then it started to speak about, yeah, what actually? That's a remarkable congregation. That's remarkable. Maybe you have often heard the third part of the Heidelberg Catechism speaks about sanctification. But that's not true. That's not true. We already have spoken about sanctification, isn't it? Because we have spoken about what what does faith believe? It believes in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and God the Holy Spirit, and our sanctification. So the sanctification belongs to our deliverance. Oh, that's very important to understand. Now, when we, are, when we are in Lord's Day 32, we are in the same place as the Apostle Paul starts with in Galatians 5, where it said, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. A Christian in Lord's Day 32 is totally saved. It's totally free. All the things which we are talking and we will speaking about in the coming times will never add one single thing to our salvation. It speaks about the conversion. It is remarkable. First, Heidelberg has spoken about faith and, and now in the third part, it speaks about about conversion, repentance. Why? John Calvin, he was very afraid to put repentance and conversion previous to faith. As It would say that my repentance, my conversion, is adding something to my salvation. It can never happen. And the same structure we find in our Heidelberg Catechism. So, in in the third part of our Heidelberg Catechism is not named of our sanctification... No, it's about the life of a Christian. Oh, yes, and that's a life of repentance. That's a life of conversion. That's a life. We will see that, that the Holy Spirit, that Christ Jesus through his Holy Spirit will, will renew the life of Christians. But all these things, and please keep that in mind will not and have not to contribute to our salvation. We are free. We are saved. That has already been spoken in the second part. A Christian, his, his justification, his sanctification. 
But now in the third part of the Heidelberg Catechism, it speaks not about in particular. Yes, of course, it speaks also about sanctification, and we will see that. But it is way more. It's the life of the Christian. It's the life of the Christian. And what's the life of the Christian? And that we have seen in Galatians 5. Paul has spoken, we are the Christian. The Christian, he, is, um, he, he lives in liberty. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And in verse 13, he says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, but only use not the liberty for an occasion to the flesh. But by love serve one another. And, and then from verse 16 till the end of the chapter, he starts about comparing the works of the flesh. We can read it. Verse 16. And in verse 19, he speaks about the works of the flesh, and they are they are yeah, they're all mentioned there. You can, you can read them, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, wrath, strife, heresies, murders, drunkenness. They're all works of, of what? Of a life without Christ, without the Holy Spirit. That's actually the same as we can find in in question 87 of the Heidelberg Catechism, it says, Cannot they then be saved who, continuing in their wicked and ungrateful lives, are not converted to God? And then it says, By no means, for the Holy Scripture declares that no unchaste person, idolater, ad- adulterer, thief, con- covetous man, drunkard, slanderer, robber, or any such like shall inherit the kingdom of God. It's very clear. They can never inherit the kingdom of God. Because their life has never been changed. You see no repentance. You see no conversion. That's the life of the world like we see everywhere around us. And also in churches, many people living in sin. And they will never inherit the kingdom of God. That's very clear. When your name is mentioned here, it says shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 21. The works of the flesh. But the opposite of the works of the flesh, you can find in verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. The fruit of the Spirit. And children, now you have to listen. It doesn't say the fruits. But it says the fruit. It's one fruit. 
and that one fruit, it contains out, out of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. One single fruit. So that means if there is no one fruit in our life, there is nothing. That means if there is no joy, if there is, or there is no love, there is nothing. You can say, I have no peace, but I have love. That's not possible. It's one fruit. Not more fruits. And I think this is very important to realize. This is why. Why? And that's, that's, that, that's actually where we are talking about now in this part of the Heidelberg Catechism. And it starts in Lord's Day 32 with the part of thankfulness. It starts with the life of a Christian. And what's a Christian? Now let us read that we have a definition in, in the question of 86. Since then we are delivered from our misery, merely of grace, through Christ, without any merit of ours, why must we still do good works? So those people, they are delivered from their misery out of grace, through Christ, without any work of myself, only only by the work of Christ. That's a Christian. That's a Christian. By faith. And congregation, what is faith? Let me, let me say it again. What is faith actually? Faith is but the connection between Christ and a sinner. That's faith. Faith is just a hand to receive. Faith is not a work. Faith, I have explained it to my students of the, of the confession class, it's like a canal. And through that canal, the water is going from one place to another. And so faith is the connection between Christ and a sinner. And what does a sinner receive from Christ? His righteousness. And therefore he is justified. Therefore he is justified. He's still a sinner. Oh, he's still a sinner. But at the same time, he's totally justified for God. But not he, he does not only receive Christ. Righteousness, faith is that, that, that canal that also gives the Christian the holiness of Christ. Why? Because he or she receives the life of Christ. He is united with Christ. Faith united a person with the whole Christ, with his 
righteousness, with his holiness, with his life. Because the life of Christ is righteous and the life of Christ is holy. And therefore a Christian, that's what Paul says and I have already spoken about. That's the new life. Oh, people of God, do you realize what you have, what you have gotten from, from your Lord? A new life. That's the reason that you are a stranger in this world. You don't belong to this world. You are a stranger here on earth. But that new life, that's the life of Christ. And my dear congregation, so my Christian life is only the effect is only the result of the life of Christ. It's the work of Christ. And so, and that, that must be very clear congregation, when the Heidelberg Catechism has chosen, and the authors of the Heidelberg Catechism have chosen to, to start speaking about, and we will speak about the conversion the next Lord's Day, and we will speak about the law. And they speak about all these things in this part. That means in the life of the Christian, of the saved Christian, to make very, very, very clear that all the works of a Christian can never add something to their salvation. They are saved. Already. They are totally saved. Because of the work of Christ. So what follows. In the last part of our Heidelberg Catechism. Is actually. But what's the life of a Christian? How is Christ dealing with his church? With his redeemed church? With his redeemed people. Who are in the freedom In the freedom like Paul has spoken in chapter 5 verse 1. In the liberty of Christ. Yes, that will be visible in the life of a Christian. And therefore the Heidelberg Catechism is asking attention for the good works. Because when, when a sinner is united with Christ, it will be visible. Because what is the answer of the Heidelberg Catechism? It's a beautiful answer. Because Christ, having redeemed and delivered us by his blood, also renews us by the hope of his Holy Spirit after his own image. That so we may testify by the whole of our conduct, our gratitude to God for his blessings. And that he may be praised by us. And also that everyone may be assured in himself of his faith by the fruits thereof. And that by our godly conversation, others may be gained to Christ. O congregation, this is the Christian life. And that's, that's not a life of works but that's a life of freedom. That's a life of 
midst of joy. And what freedom do I mean? No, not the freedom of the world, of course. That was, that was what the Roman Catholics told to, to Calvin when they, when, when the, and, and to the, the reformators. The, the, the men of the Reformation, they, 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 they told them, your, your theology of, the, of the, doct- the doctrine of the justification of the ungodly, it makes people careless. And, and therefore they live in sin. And, and, and that, makes, that reveals that they, doesn't, they, they, that, that they didn't understand the work of God and the work of Christ. But what's the work of Christ? What what, what will happen when a sinner is united with the Lord Jesus? Oh, my dear people, I'm, I'm sure you know or not. That's the difference. When a sinner is united with Christ, the life of Christ is there in my heart. And, and, and I, I will serve my Lord with my whole heart. Oh, not, not, not to gain salvation. Oh, no, I have salvation. I am saved. But, but with my whole heart, I, I long to serve Christ, to follow Him. Oh, maybe they will take in my life, but I will say, my precious Lord, here is my life. Here is my time. Here is my money. Here is my family. Here is everything. It's yours. Take my life before thee. And that life we are speaking about in this last part of the Heidelberg Catechism. And, and that's about the good works. When we read the word good works, we often think about the Roman Catholics when it comes to, to when, when it speaks about the, Roman, the, the, the works of man. I already mentioned that. But, but that's not the case. No. In, in, in this part of the Heidelberg Catechism, in this, in this question, it's, it's about the life of a Christian as a fruit. Like we have seen, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And why? Why it has to be visible in the life of a Christian? Now, the answer is because Christ renews us by His Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's not a work. That's the result of the union with Christ. And Christ, through His Holy Spirit, is renewing us after his own image. That Christ is doing that in the life of his people. That's a wonderful thing, congregation. That's a reality. As it is natural, let me say, and let me, when you compare question 87, about those people who are, it's translated, and I'm not sure if it is correctly translated in English, that question, it's translated as, People who are not converted to God, but I think in the original language, in the German language, it was this is this is translated in a passive way, but the question originally was active. Those people who are not re- repenting and who are still choosing to live in sin, to live in the works of the flesh, no, but that belongs to the old nature. Like a fish like to swim in the water, people of all, of, in their old nature like to do the sin. They are even not aware of sin. But in the life of a Christian, 
It's totally the opposite. There is a deep longing to serve God. That's the new life. That's the life of Christ. And Christ is renewing His church through His Holy Spirit after His own image. And congregation, that's the image in which we are created. Christ is the, is the, is the right image of God. He is holy. He is righteous. And, and, and Christ is renewing his church day after day. And we will see that when we will come to every commandment of the law. How he is using also the holy law in the life of his redeemed people. In the, in the life of thankfulness. And why? Why he is renewing his people. What's the purpose of that? We find three goals, three purposes. First, to the glory of God. That we, it says, by the whole of our conduct, our gratitude to God for his blessings, and that he may be praised by us. Oh, that's a deep longing. You can, you can check it in your own life. Oh, yes, you are filled with sin, I know, and we will see that. But, but, but when, 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 when it comes on the bottom of your heart, there is a longing. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, take my life. Take away all my sin, Lord. Oh, I know, I am so filled with sin, but, but Lord, there is a deep longing in my heart to be perfect. To glorify God. So, not because of I would like to repay God for what he has done. Oh, no. It's but a fruit. It's a, it's a desire. And that, so the life of a Christian congregation, and that's why, despite of the catechism, is talking about the law and also about prayer. It has a deep longing to live according to God's will. And as if I have spoken earlier, God's law is not a set of rules. God's law is a revealing of God himself. And, and, and to be renewed to the image of God is a renewing to God's will. And therefore, when we would, when we would, like, when we would like to know what God means with that, then, then, we, then we have God's holy law. That we can see who's God in his holiness to glorify, to glorify God. And, 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 and oh, maybe you will say this afternoon, eh? but, but what's my life? What is my life? I will come back on that question. Let's first go to the second purpose we can find in this parson. It's that we may glorify that he may be praised by us. And also that every one, that everyone may be assured in himself of his faith by the fruits thereof. Yeah, also that. That's also important. Our, our fathers, they have, they are, they are, when it comes to, no, it's not congregation. This, this answer is not part of the second part of the Heidelberg Catechism. It's often used in preachings. They give you all kinds of remarks to conclude if you are saved or not. 
Our Heidelberg Catechism they, they gives you those those marks after this the, of the, the part of deliverance. After a person is already been saved, and where he or she has found the foundation of his salvation, not in his own remarks, not in his own uh, uh, qualifications, and not in his counting of all these things and come to a conclusion, I'm a child of God. No. Only by a true faith which surrendered unto Christ with my whole life. That's, that's the assurance. It's the assurance of faith. It's in Christ and his finished work. But that doesn't mean that, that the changes in the life of a Christian do not have a function in the assurance of faith. For example, when you go how our father speaks about those things, you can go to the, to the um, canons of Dort. And the canons of Dort, they speak about these things in, um, in the first, in the main chapter, in the first heading, and, and in the twelfth article, and maybe you can read it at home. It's about how you can be assured of your election, and then they they speak about the, to about the, the 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 marks of a Christian. And what's the first mark you can find there? It's wonderful congregation, faith in Christ. Oh, not about all kind of things which I have or not have. Faith in Christ. That's the first mark that I know to be a Christian. And so, this, this, when it comes in our Heidelberg Catechism in this part, that, that, that to, to, to be renewed to the image of Christ can also be for our, assuring, uh, our, our assurance of my faith. By the fruits. And so, let me make that clear again. The foundation is faith in Christ. And the confirming of my assurance is out of the fruits. And not the other way around, please. Not the other way around. Then we start to point to people to look in themselves and they start to find everything and often God's people can't find these things in their lives. No. The foundation of my assurance is in Christ. But the confirming of these things, Christ will also use the fruit of the Spirit in my life. And the last purpose of good works of that Christian life is that by our godly conversation, others may be gained to Christ. And we can imagine that. That other people see, oh, that girl, she's so different. You can see it in her life. She is filled with love. She has joy. She's peaceful, long-suffering, gentle, she has faith. She's meek. You can see it in her. She's different. The world will see that. No, you know, God's people often can see that in their own lives. They see often the opposite. We will see that later. 
You can find it in Matthew 25. On the last, on the day of judgment, then they will ask the Lord Jesus, Oh, when we have seen the Lord to be hungry and we have, we have given the food. And Jesus said, But I, you, you, you did it. You did. And they couldn't see that. But still they are, and the world will see that new life. That's what the apostle, what, 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 what the Lord Jesus has that starts in, 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 the, in his mountain, in his sermon on the mountain, in Matthew 5, verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Oh, congregation, that new life, that life out of Christ. And then you see, congregation, that's totally different from from. from yeah, let me say superficial Christianity in all different ways. There is so much superficial Christianity. People who call themselves Christians, they have some rules they live had, or they have some, they are very, have strong opinions about all kinds of things, and they say, now I, am, I have the right doctrine. But you don't see the fruit of the Spirit in their life. No love, no joy, no peace, no long-suffering, no meekness. It's nothing. It's nothing, congregation. They belong to the world. And they all go lost. But that new life, that's the life of Christ. And therefore, oh dear people of God, in the midst of your warfare in this world, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Why? Or maybe you say, Pastor, but, but, but my life, is my life alive to glorify God? And, and can I be assured out of my faith and, and the fruits thereof? And, and, and is my life a godly conversation that others may be gained to Christ? Oh, when I look to myself, I have to say, it's the opposite, Lord. Well, let's one time go back to the answer. It doesn't say you have to see it or you have to do it. No, it says, because Christ, having redeemed and delivered us by his blood, who has redeemed you? Who has delivered you? You yourself. Religious people, they deliver themselves. They can believe, they can do everything. And, and they, they actually say to God, you have to say thank you to me, God, that I trust you. But a true Christian has to say, oh Lord, I can't redeem myself. That's what I have learned. But thou art my redeemer. We have heard it this morning. That's the first part. Because Christ having redeemed and delivered us by his blood. And then it comes. He also renews us by his Holy Spirit. It's Christ. Oh, and then you leave, and we will, therefore we will go through all the different commandments. We will speak about the, con- the conversion of a sinner. That's, that's the, next, the next Lord's day. That's, that's the way of the, how, how, how things are changing in the life of a Christian. It's not by myself. It's not by my works. It's by Christ. And that's the reason that you can find a true Christian where? 
to say, oh, look to me, I am holy. You can find him on your knees. And you can find him crying out for God. Have mercy upon me, O God, a sinner. Have mercy upon me, O God, a sinner. I would like that my life would glorify thee. But so often, Lord, I am only glorifying myself. That's what I see. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. And there you can find them on the, on the feet of Christ. And in the meantime, Christ is renewing their hearts, renewing their souls. Every aspect of their life. And although they often can see it by themselves, Jesus sees it. He will see it because it is his work and it is his responsibility. And he will do. That's the new life of Christ. And so we have to look to that last part of the catechism, congregation. Otherwise, we will say, when we say the last part of the Heidelberg Catechism is about my sanctification, so I have also to add something to my salvation. Christ has saved me, Christ had paid the price, and now I have to do my part. No, it's but a fruit. It's but a fruit. It's but a life. Yes, and that's a responsible life. We will see. That's the reason that you have to speak about God's commandments. Yes. Oh, yes, we will see that. All the aspects of my life. Because God, you know, when I have surrendered my whole life to Christ, I have said, Lord, all Everything, every aspect of my life, every aspect of this world, it's thine. My words, my thoughts, my money, my time, my family, everything. That's the Christian. And that's the Christian who, who needs to pray. And that's the, the last part of that, of that third part of the Heidelberg about a prayer. Oh Lord, I have no power but to pray to Him, to Christ. He is not only a Savior who redeemed people. And, and now he is, he is leaving it up to you to do the rest. Or we will end up in hell. Isn't it? But Christ is a full Savior. And he, he will keep his people. And he will, he will save his people. Oh, the perseverance of a Christian. It's safe in the hands of Christ. Oh, people of the Lord, not safe in your hands, isn't it? They are not safe. We cannot trust ourselves. We can even not trust our faith. But you can trust your Lord. You can trust your Savior. Because it is Christ who renews us by his Holy Spirit after his own image. Amen. Let's sing together from... Psalter 428, the fifth stanza, O oh, teach me, Lord, the way that I should go. That's the prayer of a true Christian. Then shall thy servant walk therein forever. And what follows? 428, verse 5.
Oh dear Lord Jesus, oh dear Lord Jesus, thy people is such blessed people. They are such a blessed people, Lord. Oh, thou art the Lord, thou art their King, thou art their Savior, and thou art doing everything in their lives to bring them home, O oh, Father, to thee. To be with thee, O triune God, to glorify thee forever. O precious Lord Jesus, O precious Holy Spirit, we are praying, renew our lives. Oh, and therefore, O Lord, show us our sins more and deeper, more and deeper, to humble ourselves and to lose every hope in ourselves in all our efforts, but to see unto thee, to look unto thee, O Lord Jesus. In that way, our hearts will be renewed and there will be, there will be the fruit of the Spirit. It's thy Spirit. That's the Spirit of love. That's the Spirit of peace. That's the spirit of joy. And O oh Lord, often, although we often cannot see it in our lives, because we see, we see the reality of sin sometimes increasing. But it's a matter of faith. When the law is complaining to say law, law, Thou art fulfilled by my Savior in my stead, in my place. My Savior has set me free. Oh, oh dear, dear Lord Jesus. That's why we cannot live without Thee, not a single day. Make thy church holy, Lord, as thou hast promised in the scriptures from day to day. Please remember us. Bless this instruction, Lord. Help us also when we, when we tomorrow will have Thanksgiving Day. Again, two services. In particular, we pray for our children and youth, Lord. Thou knowest how Satan sometimes will tell them, oh, it's way too much, four, four times going to church. But, oh, Lord, please, grant them that new life and, and that they may taste something of that new life also in the sermons, although they didn't understand. They do understand everything. But, Lord, that they might, that they might, that they might, Hunger and thirst after thee, we pray. Help us. Be with us and bring us all safely back tomorrow, we pray. In the forgiveness of all our sins, for Jesus' sake. Amen. 243, stanzas 7, 8, and 9 is our closing psalter. 243, 7, 8, 9.
The people go in peace. Lift up your hearts and receive the blessing of this our Lord. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.